0: bat force radio bat force radio is rated m for mature or should that be immature this is sean murphy and you're listening to bat force radio
1: this is kevin conroy the voice of batman and you're listening to bat force radio so stay tuned
2: Welcome back to that Force Radio. We've got a, a full house tonight for an episode we've been waiting a long time for. So we're going to get right to it. We've got Legends of Lego Batman in Cali. <laughs> Duncan, <of> right. <laughs> <Jesus. All> right. <laughs> Duncan, New York. What up? We've got Bat Force Tom who just disappeared in Cali.
3: Hashtag make the backflip movie. Hashtag. Boycott the Batman.
2: Fighting words. We got Gramps in Texas. Get your hands off my penis. No. And I'm Robin Cross in Canada. All right. If you've been listening or following us on social (laughs) long enough, talking about uh, the White Knight universe since 2017 when the first series was announced. So it will come as no surprise that we don't shut up about the upcoming chapter, Batman Beyond the White Knight, which begins on March 29th, and returning to the show to answer for everything he's done, the all-maker of the White Knight universe, Sean Murphy. Hey, thanks for having me,
0: guys.
4: Yeah. The, uh,
0: last time I was here, I remember asking you guys, what is the Snyderverse? Why is everyone complaining about it? And you told me you had to fill me in on everything. And this was way before the... Uh, movie was announced way before it came out of course uh and now that it's out i'm glad that Zack snyder's proven himself and we can all go
2: back to loving him (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i i wanted to to get this so we might as well get this out of the way because we're gonna have to get to it so as someone who was known at least around here for not loving the snyder stuff (laughs) uh what were your thoughts on the batman
0: uh, I had a really unusual experience with this movie. This is going to get a bit, uh, give me a few minutes here. I was really worried about it because I was scared that they were going to use my stuff. And really? no one had told me about it. And I, I understand that when you do Batman, they own everything you do. They don't have to pay you. They don't have to credit you. I get it. But to not even be told about it, I was starting to kind of freak out. Um... A couple of friends of mine had seen it and they were like, yeah, there's some stuff in here from White Knight for sure. So I've already um, had concerns about my stuff being turned into toys, merchandise, all kinds of stuff without people telling me. And like, yeah, is it cool to have, you know, action figures made of your art? Absolutely. But, you know, if you can only walk into Target so many times and see a new Batmobile based on your shit and have no idea that they were doing it, like that that stuff is like. Kinda not fun after a while. (laughs) Um so I was concerned that they use a lot of my stuff in in, in, uh in the new Batman movie. However, I thought it looked great and I was excited to see it. But uh, I was getting ready and I actually wrote my editor and I said, If I go and see this and um there's a lot of my stuff in here, I'm I'm gonna have a hard time doing volume four. Uh I might just retire from D C comics for a while. Like I you know, so I was kind of preemptively getting getting worked up, which was, you know, maybe insecure of me. And um, I thought that she would just keep that between us. And she decides to tell, you know, the editor in chief, the editor in chief writes to me immediately. And she's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but we don't want to lose you and blah, 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 blah. blah. So uh, I went to see it and I was happy to uh, what I personally, I don't think they really use the whole really anything of my stuff, honestly. So and I'm really happy about that. Uh, when the movie started, I, I started getting really concerned because I'm like, if this movie starts using my stuff, I don't know what this is going to mean. I don't know if I'm going to have to like walk away from DC or you know whatever. Uh, and I started having like anxiety in in the movie, so I'm pacing up and down the aisle between the seats like a maniac, and I'm in mini And people are like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I'm just like, <laughs> so I'm grabbing the wall on the side. I'm sitting on the back, and I had to watch the first 30 minutes standing up just to burn off that nervous energy. And then I realized, oh, this isn't really. I mean, Lee Bermejo should be pissed off, not me. (laughs) So I started to feel better and I sat down and I I enjoyed it. Um, uh, Yeah, honestly, I thought it was great. I mean, uh, it's funny. I'm friends with Lee and uh, way back years ago, we were in France and he goes, you know, I'd love to do a Batman movie one day. And I think it should be like The Crow meets Seven. Oh, That's God. basically what this movie was. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote him after. I'm like, man, you must be thrilled because, like, not only did like they pay him and he actually worked on it and all that, but I think it's just you know amazing. I think um, I give it a B. Honestly, I love the car porn and so much of the first and second act, but for me, there's like three different endings and none of them are really that satisfying. And suddenly, there's a seawall in Gotham, which I didn't understand. Um, I mean, I'll have to watch it again. Maybe that shit was laid out and I just missed it. But You were I too it's... scared that they were going to use your shit to really
4: <laughs> get yeah. back.
0: Well, Lee did say to me, he goes, you know, they've they've got White Knight, so they might tap you to work on the second movie and maybe they'll do a lot of stuff with your book then. That was his bet. And I said, honestly, like I, I don't care. I, I'm really not into this to try to have a big name in movies or anything like that. I just worry that I, I don't love the idea of working for a giant billion-dollar corporation who – will use my stuff without telling me you know, mm. and I'm really not complaining I'm really well, I guess I kind of am, but I, I hopefully I sound like I'm being pretty fair about it you know but i I enjoyed it, but I was really worried about it uh as it as it got there I mean other than the back collar and um uh maybe like the Bruce Wayne uh fund for you know whatever generally there wasn't really much of my book in there at all you know it was, mostly it was like Libra mayo the Long Halloween. Maybe some Scott Snyder stuff. I, I don't know. What did you guys think?
2: Yeah, there was nothing in there that made me think, oh, yeah, they definitely ripped <laughs> Sean for this. And uh, I, I right. have a different perspective as someone who you know, doesn't have the same attachment to it that you obviously do. Uh, you know, fr- From my perspective, if I saw something that was White Knight, I would said, oh, awesome, that's White Knight. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, there was never anything that made me think, aside from, yeah, look what you mentioned, uh, definitely... The, having a, a collar on his suit that definitely has uh an origin yeah
0: yeah but you know mignola did it before that andy Kubert did it like and even like the idea of bruce wayne starting a fund the wayne's having a charity like that that's been done a million times like there's really nothing in there that's 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 mine and i'm happy for it honestly like i don't feel skipped over or anything like that it just makes my life easier if i'm not involved with it because then i can just keep doing my books and not worry about it
3: mm it's uh, it is a weird thing to have like uh,
0: something so so
3: intimately yours like yeah. not really be yours and have to worry about it like that. It is really really weird, but something that happened uh, recently that is yours. You had plot holes come out um, as yeah. your go. Uh, was it was it IndieGoGo, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm holding it. My camera's not working. I don't know what happened, but I'm holding the uh, artist edition um, that you I sent see. out. You, you gotta say, man. This has been one of my favorite Kickstarters that I've ever physically held in my hand. A lot of people do them, but you made it really, really nice with the like uh, oversized hardcover and then the artist edition afterwards. Yeah,
0: thank you. You know, it's funny. There you go, legends. Hold on. Uh, It was kind of a a different sort of book for me. Uh, It was a risk. I wasn't sure if like the idea would land with people. You kind of have like it's hard to have an elevator pitch for plot holes, you know. Um. And, uh, yeah, I'm really glad. I, I uh, Yeah, I think we were, like, a top 10 Kickstarter or Indiegogo or whatever it was at the time. Obviously, Keanu Reeves beat us all that year. <laughs> um, oh.
2: But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot you do, like, impressions to everybody. That wasn't me. That was a good one from somebody else. Oh, okay. Because yeah, Keanu's Canadian, so I can, uh, I can pull that up. There you go. Way. That was a good <laughs> one, Robin. <laughs>
0: Now that Sean Connery is dead, Keanu might be the easiest uh, impression to do. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Sean, with... just, just don't ask Keanu to do impressions or, or accents. <laughs> Have you ever seen that <laughs> hockey movie he was in? He played no. a French-Canadian guy. Oh, God. And oh, there's, a, there's a clip from it that's on YouTube where his, for being a Canadian guy, his French accent is so bad. Like, they're talking about a, a player that's on an, another team. And you know, when it comes to his turn to give his opinion on, on this other player, he says, that man, he is fucking an animal. And it's wow. so yeah. bad. It, it's mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, part of,
3: that's part of what makes him Keanu.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, oh, well, you guys, the original piece of art there. Oh, hang on. Yep. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. You, um, did you do the, um, buy the art? backing section
3: i was getting the yeah get in the get in the i drew the- you yeah i drew
0: that's right and i forgot <laughs> so i had to make you a pasty I, I pasted you up on the the first
2: page there oh nice got on you're on you're buddy, on you're on mute, I, legends you've been on me all the whole time
0: clear brother go. i gotta mm-hmm. admit
3: i was a little disappointed
1: with the pasty when i when i got the page oh really <laughs> 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 yeah like
0: an afterthought I
1: don't know. I, <laughs> I there we go. I just I just felt like it it fall off over time or something. I don't know. Yeah. Now roast stick, um,
3: roast Murphy hour.
0: I only use the best Elmer's <laughs> glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wait, you, you literally
3: you re- it was actually you got a you got the okay yeah because it's the art I forgot.
0: Yeah, I thought I got through all of my backers and I forgot one and I'm like shit. I need to have a page uh, where there's like a you know, a, uh, a character where I can put it right near the camera and show his face. So I went back to that page and made him a pasty. And I thought, well, you know, I'll draw him beyond the panel so he's like bigger and he'll have more art that no one's ever seen. And I guess obviously that didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> this, you're talking to the the artist, uh, the original art snob of the group. So that's probably why. Yeah. No, man, I'm happy to give you a refund if you're upset about that. It's not a problem.
1: <laughs> I refuse to take a refund from you. Because I can't sell that
0: because your ugly face is
2: on it. <laughs> uh, there we go, and we're right back to it. Yeah, but yeah, the uh, the production quality of not only the the artist edition and everything, but just all that uh, the raised print and the spot gloss and everything on the cover that <laughs> that is like a top notch produced book. Well,
0: thanks, thank you, and it arrived undamaged. Oh yeah. I hope. Good. Oh yeah. And I don't get I, yeah, yeah. I got it
2: crazy fast. Like I yeah, yeah. I figured I would have been one of the last people you know waiting for it to get to Canada, but I had it before a, a lot of Americans. Mine was yeah, in the know, first batch as well, I think, yeah.
0: There, There was a some blowback on uh, some YouTube channels about damaged uh, you know, units and um it was annoying because like I used a lot of the same shippers and packers that a lot of comicscape people use. I mean, there's only a handful of places to go in this country for that stuff, you know. Yeah um we had like one percent damages it was low but we purposefully kept shipping cheap because it was covid and i didn't know how much money people had and we were trying to give people a bargain and you know um yeah like i know we were like uh eight months late but i did spend another month doing like an extra issue so people did get more than what they paid for but uh when i started getting heat on youtube for damaged goods i was like what are you talking about like one percent damages is normal what is going on
2: why do you need to go to YouTube about something being damaged in the mail? That's crazy. Because oh. your,
0: your family doesn't listen to you, Robin.
2: <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your wife won't hear you out. Your boss won't hear you out. It's the only outlet. Yeah. Come on,
0: man. No, it's funny. Like, it's, it's just the, the culture war shit. They just want something to dunk on. And, you know, I gave them a reason to dunk on me for a week. And that's that, you know. You were, you were riding too high, Sean. You, were, you I guess were,
3: so. Your name was too big for too long. I mean, they needed something.
0: I know. They, they almost got me with Love Bomb, and they didn't.
3: Man, that's why. Like, you're untouchable, man. Uh, yeah, what we'll else see. is there? Damage books, please. <laughs> that's nothing. Uh, but, hey, so how does it how does it feel now that you're on the other side of it? Like, that's a, that was a huge project, and it got pushed back because of COVID. So obviously, I'm sure yep. you were frustrated. But, like, now that it's out, I think everyone's fulfilled. The, 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 what you got to deal with now is people uh, – People like begging you for a copy of it that didn't pre order, right?
1: Yeah,
0: that's funny. So, our next step is to um, print out an extra copy. So, we'll have it available on the site pretty soon. I'll bring it to shows and all that. And uh, at some point, I'll probably break it up and print it out through image and uh, put it out through <clears throat> traditional. Oh, way. that's but, nice. Uh, that would be yeah, cool. Yeah, like I, my thought was, let's just do what I normally do, but do it backwards. So, instead mm-hmm. of going mm-hmm. to image and then making it a trade and then eventually doing like the deluxe edition, let's just kickstart the deluxe. Then, sell it to Europe, then go to Image. So you're basically doing the same thing but completely backwards because you sort of make more money that way. And people who back it get a special item that no one's ever going to get ever. Like even when it's collected by Image, I'm never going to let them make it deluxe or as nice as the ones that you're holding, you know. So that way everybody's happy.
2: And then we have that artist edition and the prints as well that it came with. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of
3: cool stuff. Has anyone done that? I don't think anyone... Has anyone done, like, an, an oversized and an artist edition with, with the same book? Not that I know I
0: of. I assume they did. Um, we did it with Tokyo Ghost through Image. And I mean, there's, well, like, an it, Indiegogo. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. That's why sure. it's
3: so cool. Is because, like, it seems like that's... You know, you're definitely one of the first, if not the only one.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I did not know that. Thanks for, for telling me. Um, yeah, we plan on doing that forever because those... Deluxe editions are actually not that expensive to make. They're expensive to ship, and they always get a little dinged up because they're just so big and awkward. But I think customers know that. Um, But, like, the art snobs out there are happy to pay, like, 50 bucks for those things. So I definitely plan on including that uh, in the future. It's funny. uh, My next book after Batman Beyond is going to be Zorro. I got the... The rights to Zorro. I'm going to be doing like a Zorro meets Narcos. So it's kind of a, a modern tale of a guy who thinks he's Zorro, like Don Quixote. Uh, he's kind of out of his mind, but he's also really fucking good at it. And uh, his sister's like a driver for the cartel, and she takes pity on him. And The two of them have to like fight the cartel. And he's driv- driving around in like an El Camino with like you know Zorro, tornado written on the bumper and all that so um i got the rights from Zorro, and that's my gonna be my next kickstarter after this and i plan on doing just four chapters instead of five and collecting all four as artist editions as well oh, Cool. so uh, i haven't really talked about it this is the first time i mentioned it but this isn't like i'll announce it bigger once i come to the end of uh, batman of course but uh, yeah, after that, I plan on uh, doing some Zorro, and I know no one cares about Zorro except for me. But I, I think there's a way to redo it where I can sort of spark interest again. You know,
1: I absolutely love
0: Zorro. Yeah, I, yeah.
4: This I think yeah. all it's Batman surprising. fans love Zorro.
2: Like, what what is the uh, process? Like, is that a difficult task to get the rights?
0: It Depends on who owns them. So I can't. I have my lawyer contact ZPI Zorro Productions Inc. And um, they're out of L.A. and someone does own Zorro. And they uh, publish Zorro sometimes through American mythology and Dynamite. Dynamite hasn't had the rights for 10 years, but I believe they're going to reacquire them. So I wrote to them and I said, I'll have my lawyer say, hey, my client is a big Batman artist. He loves Zorro. What would it take (coughs) to get the rights? And what I basically said to them was like I showed them plot holes and I go, this is what I got for a book that no one's ever heard of. If I do it again with my name and with Zorro, I think I could get like three hundred thousand instead of two hundred and fifty, and then I can just send you guys a check for X amount, and you'll be making way more with me than you will be with Dynamite or uh, American Mythology. Wow! And um, if you guys ever turn that my personal Zorro idea into a movie, you can give me a percentage of that. So. Uh, it took about six months to negotiate, but they eventually agreed to it. And like, I can make it as violent as I want. They, wow. They're not like Disney, where they're trying to—they're not micromanaging, which is nice because it could have gone either way. Nice. Like, honestly, mm. the whole time we were negotiating, I expected it to fall through at any time because it was kind of a joke. I'm like, yeah, sure, they're going to give me Zorro, uh, <laughs> but they ended up going going for it. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that does. After that, I, I think I might start a publishing company when I quit Batman and maybe look into getting the rights to like Highlander and like oh a lot God. of shit that I think is cool and sort of turn it into a publisher that... It's sort of like Mondo. Grabbing titles that no one cares about, but releasing them in a new way that sparks interest. And I think there's a market for that outside of Wednesday Warriors. I think there's a way to do that with some of these titles. Like Knight Rider, I think I could do something with that. Or um, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of want to scratch my itch and do some of that stuff. Like I think people might see it as a little bit silly, but I'm really interested in doing a really good <laughs> Highlander book. And I know that's a weird thing for <laughs> me to say, but are, I'm pretty are, sure there's a way to do it.
1: Are there any properties from European comics that you'd also maybe be interested yeah.
0: in? That? Oh, definitely. I got to do Judge Dredd at some yeah. point. Judge mm-hmm. Dredd.
1: I yeah, I, don't, nice. I don't know if this is on your radar or not but there's a character called Diabolic. He's a I don't know that one. Yeah. He's a yeah. We'll talk about it later. But Yeah, cool. Yeah, he's, he's a really cool character. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that I want to do, I I wrote to Mignola and talked about some Hellboy with him, so oh my I might God. do like a issue or a two issues of Hellboy or something next. I'm not really sure. Uh but yeah, I'd, I'd like to sort of branch outside of just Batman. But always return to Batman for a new installment if, if uh, it's possible, you know.
3: Um, who and owns- always return to Bat Force Radio. <laughs>
0: and that, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> who owns Robocop?
0: Is that. Uh... Good question. Uh, I think it's. Is a French. Is a European publisher putting it out? Cause of, no, wait, no. That was IDW or. Image was boom.
3: putting them out. Somebody was putting them out. I just can't remember who it's, it might have been. Yeah, it's anyway, being passed around. Yeah, you got to do some more RoboCop. Ever since that that uh, piece that you did, <laughs> that thing's amazing. My, uh, it,
0: man. my friend Clay, uh, who I do a podcast with, loves fucking loves RoboCop. So uh, I'm sure I, I if Clay. I told him that he'd yeah. be all about that. Yeah, Clay, Clay's going
2: to be on here in a little bit too.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, um, he's going to be doing a, a, a the, he's writing Red the Red, Red White Knight spinoff, which. um I guess we can talk about, but uh, a couple Spoilers. years ago, um, yeah. So when I put out um, the first volume of White Knight, we took a break and did a one shot of uh, Von Fries. and that did pretty well. So this time um, we're going to put out a two issue break in between my run. So I'll have issues one, two, three, four, and then Clay, who did wrote and drew Bloody Hell, will be writing a Jason Todd uh, two issue series. Yeah. Illustrated by Simone DiMeo.
2: Yeah, Simone's great. And uh, i uh, Are you cool with saying the uh, the description on here of how you how uh, we, Johnny's going to be written? Uh, right yeah. Uh, well, or, sorry, as Jason's being written, writing him like Johnny Lawrence and Cobra Kai yeah. sort of uh, mentoring. <laughs> yeah, that's that a was our cool idea.
0: That was our thing. Was like, what is our spin on Jason? It's different. And then we're like, what if he was kind of a loser but could still kick ass? And he was kind of sad. And he loved the 80s. And basically <laughs> thought, Jason Todd is Johnny Lawrence. And he meets this kid who really you know, thinks a lot of him. And uh, there you go. <laughs> Man, you got all the toys. So once we had the Johnny Lawrence thing, we kind of knew what we wanted to do. And then I basically just gave Clay. We hashed out the idea together. And Clay actually did uh, wrote the script. And we we're both credited as the writer, but he's really the writer, not me.
1: I can't wait for that.
0: Thanks, man. I didn't know the passion for uh, Red Hood when I started. Um, oh, yeah. Started. Yeah, I, uh, the the customers have de- demanded more explanation of why the hell he's the first Robin. Yeah. Um. So hopefully <laughs> this will give some context to all that.
3: Yeah, well, the first uh, couple of issues of, uh, I guess we, did we even tell the listeners that's why you're hearing what we're talking about? Oh, yeah, by the way, I think I I glossed (laughs) over it. (laughs) They're just like, oh, Sean Murphy's here. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, Sean, we are talking about uh, the newest installment of your White Knight universe, which is uh, Batman Beyond White Knight, for those who are wondering what the hell you're doing here.
0: That is what I'm doing here. Yeah, Batman Beyond the White Knight, eight issues. uh, First issue comes out uh, at the end of the month. Uh, All of these guys have read the first three issues, so we're going to do a spoiler-free discussion right now. And then we're going to record another episode that's going to talk all about Issue 1, which won't be released till after Issue 1 comes out.
3: Mm. Um, Something that uh, I was reading in the first uh, couple of issues, and I shared this with the guys in the chat, um, it kind of made me a little depressed, um, Mm -hmm. your first couple of three issues, because I was reading it and I'm like, oh man, this is cool. And I'm like, Sean is done in three issues of this one book that like, you know, like, hasn't been allowed to be done in the main title for, like, probably the collection of, like, 10 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's cool that you get your own universe to do whatever you want to. Yeah, uh,
0: it's pretty weird. I can't imagine, the, I, I I feel like there's probably a lot of other writers who are trying to do this, too, but DC only has the bandwidth to do one, you know, um... And Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if someone like Scott came back to D.C. and said, I want to do the Snyderverse. Um, I want to start Batman off at issue one and have his parents get killed. And I'm going to sort of do a white knight, but I'll do a Scott Snyder with Greg Capullo drawing. Like, I imagine they would probably go for that. You know, why wouldn't you want to sort of be able to play with the toys without disruption like, like I'm able to, you know? Yeah. Kind of a happy I, accident,
2: you know? Do you, do you think he would have that left in him at this point? Because he sort of had his own universe from the time. Like, If you think about the stuff that he did leading up to the start of New 52, he did his yeah. detective stuff and Gates of Gotham replanted some seeds for the Court of Owls, and he did all that stuff, and that continued on right up through Last Night on yeah. Earth and the death metal stuff. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. We'll see how his comicsology stuff goes. Um And then the Dark Horse rollout. I know some of that stuff isn't quite what was planned. Um, if I was him and things didn't work out with those companies, I might try to come back in with DC and reclaim the throne. Why not? You know? Yeah. We'll yeah, see what I happens. I'm not sure. I'm, I haven't
3: kept track of what the numbers are on the comicsology stuff, but um I, I mean, obviously something has to be said about a title that's yours, that you don't really have to listen to anyone and do whatever you want. But I have sure. great, I have greatly enjoyed not just his comiXology stuff, but a, a couple of the other um, writers and artists who've been doing stuff on there. You can really tell when, like, you have yeah. the freedom to do what you want, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's funny. Uh, some artists do really well in that environment where you can do whatever you want. And some people thrive with restrictions. I'm not sure which, which of that, which Scott is, honestly. Maybe he likes working at a company and playing politics or having to, you know, sort of deal with politics, I should say. Um, or maybe he likes being on his own and being, you know, uh, smaller teams. I'm I'm not sure. Um, you're kind of proven that you can kind of do, you don't need,
3: I mean, with the, with the Indiegogo stuff, you're kind of proven that you don't need like the machine. Like, obviously you went to the machine and you're like, (laughs) Hey dude, let me do it for you. Right. (laughs) With Zorro. Like, do you have any interest in doing like a comicsology gig, like a comicsology thing or Anything like that? Or are you thinking you're just gonna do like what you're gonna do, like you said, like your own publishing company, that's what your goal is. You don't need the other kinda, you know, avenues. Yeah.
0: I mean I can do my own publishing company like Zorro or make up new stuff like plot holes and make money on the Kickstarter and I own the IP, so I can then just yeah. give it to Comicsology and they can publish it, or I can sell it to Image or to whatever. Like I can still do all of that because the beauty of crowdfunding is you, you own it, and it's done, and it's paid for. So yeah. you know, image will has to pay me zero if they want to take plot holes on in the future, you know, and that, that's very appealing to them because they've got mm-hmm. a book that's finished, no delays, you know, it's kind of win, win, but this strategy is really better for people that are do it yourselfers mm-hmm. who can sort of deal with the stress and hire someone to manage the project and all that. And I think a lot of artists are sort of afraid to do, to do that.
3: Yeah. I, I think part of it is like, you know, you got to be a certain personality type to, to have, the fortitude to be able to manage all that, like you're you you are able to do it. I think you have that personality where you're good at taking the reins and just kind of like doing that. But like think, you know, yeah. it's interesting to see the comics. It's it, it's interesting to watch comics have to do what like some of the music industry had to do after um like Napster came out and everything went digital. You well, know, it's a some, great
0: analogy. You're
1: right. Yeah. yeah.
3: The, the thing, and what you're doing, like with plot holes and also the stuff you're talking about with Zoro, is exactly with a lot of, like, especially like really niche um, kind of music. Like, I really love death metal, and there's yeah. no market to sell death metal to a mass market. There's just no, it's not there. So, what these right. guys are having to do is they're, they're realizing you got to do it yourself. So, there's this um, vocalist named Cam Lee, and he's uh, like, he basically invented the death metal growl. Like, like that's yeah, he invented yeah. it. Yeah. And, yeah. He took the name of his old band back, Massacre, and now he's releasing everything on Bandcamp himself under the name. And he's doing direct to consumer, seven inch vinyl. Like he does all the art himself. He's an artist. And the quality of work that he's giving you is so much better than if it was going through a record label. Because he has complete control of everything. And similar to probably you, like he just he loves to create and he loves to be able to like have layers of his creation and put it together in one thing for the
0: fans. Right. What's beautiful about that and an excellent analogy, by the way, I think about music a lot when it comes to comics and how comic book shops are becoming kind of like expensive vinyl record shops at this point. Um, But yeah, what he's doing is you're taking your product, you're running it the way you want. If you're willing to do the legwork, you give people a very specialized experience with the product and keep the quality as high as you want. And even though that audience is small, they'll probably pay twice as much for it to be a part of something. You know, as long as they don't feel that you're bullshitting them in any way and they feel right. that the product is real. I think people are really starved for that kind of like genuine, uh, you know, experience or, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. You basically take your small customer base and you, charge the fuck out of it, but you make sure they get the money's worth. And you're right though. Like if it's, if it's someone that they love and it's,
3: you're giving them content and you're giving them uh, products and, you know, like physical media that they, that they're already getting anyway, they're going to come back to you every single time. You're going to create a loyal fan base. That's going to follow you to
1: anything that you do. Even yeah. Zorro, even through fucking Zorro, <laughs> <laughs> Zorro and an El Camino. That's where it even gets better. Yeah. That's right. I can't he wait to be mixed it into you know, Zoro. The sword. <laughs> I can't decide if I want him
0: shooting guns or not. Uh, but, yeah. Mm. There are some versions of Zoro that had, he had pistols and six shooters because it was, a, you know, a Western or whatever. Um, but, yeah, sorry. No one wants to hear about that right now. <laughs> I can go back Jay, I don't to know, that. man. You're making most of us <laughs> solid with that Zoro talk. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm ready. Well, knowing yeah. that you're uh, that you're such a fan of things like Blade Runner, et cetera, it was uh, I don't think it was a surprise to most people that you uh, wanted to tackle Batman Beyond, get into the you know the, that futuristic Gotham, the neo Gotham setting. Was this yeah. always part of the plan for the White Knight stuff? Like I know you know there are plans. I don't know if they're still on the burner, but there are a couple things that you know you had talked about before uh, yeah. for other stories. But uh, was was Batman Beyond always part of that uh, that plan? Um. So mostly for volume one, I thought it was
0: just going to be eight issues. And then I'd go back to working whatever, whatever, to whatever DC wanted me to do. Uh, but uh, halfway mark through the series, they were like, this is a big hit. We kind of didn't see this coming. You should probably think about a sequel. So that's when I was like, I think I should just retire from working with writers and just write my own stuff from now on. And I'll start with volume two. And when I started thinking of like, what am I going to do volume two? I started thinking of volume three and I immediately had a bunch of ideas within the same month. And I thought, yeah, it makes sense for volume three to be Batman Beyond. Um, Knowing that I was going to be killing off all these characters in volume two, I thought, well, we can just skip to the future where there's more villains again or something like that, you know? So, yeah, that was all. It was kind of always part of the plan once I started to expand the plan.
3: Did you always intend for each volume... To habits. I mean, what I like about the three different volumes so far is each one is so much different. It feels so much different. It's obviously you. The art is you, obviously unquestionably. Yeah. But the feel of the the feel of the world that you're bringing us into is different every single time, and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I, it's funny. I think a lot of customers probably don't like that. I, I worry that. Um, I think. Like I like Volume Two better than Volume One, but I know a lot of people aren't into historical, you know, betrayal and all, and sword fighting and shit like that, right? But the people that are, they're like Curse is way better than the first one, you know. And then this new one being sci-fi will feel different again. So like I'm not sure. It's an interesting thought experiment. Would it have been better if I can continue maintain the consistency through each volume, or is it better that I just genre hopped each time? And who knows.
2: Now, obviously, we we could go ahead and answer this, you know, having that we've read the first three issues, but uh, I think people would rather hear it in your words. So, if someone is okay. coming <laughs> in to, to read this, and you know, they say, "Well, I've never read a Batman Beyond comic before," right? Do do I need to do that before I can get into this, or can I just jump in on this? You can just jump in. You, if issue one, it's just you know,
0: all, Bruce is in jail; he's been there for ten years. He everyone knows he's Batman. Uh, he's sort of paying. Uh, he's got. He's ridden by guilt, and he's sort of paying his time that uh, for being Batman because he's so guilty about it. Um, but he also is there to talk to Jason Todd, who is his jailer. Like they, the prison system hired Jason to keep an eye on Batman because Batman can escape whenever he wants. So if we hire someone that kind of knows his tricks like Jason, then that shows due diligence. Um, but then Bruce starts realizing that uh, Gotham is severely changed in 10 years. All the police are wearing like Robocop Batman suits. Um, <laughs> they're driving t- tanks around. Gotham is a police state. Uh, crime might be mostly gone, but their freedom is, is not a thing anymore. Um, and what to make it worse, uh, someone stole a prototype Batman suit, the Beyond suit, out of the cave and is flying around in it, and, you know, a bunch of people are injured. So Bruce, thinking that he retired Batman, feels really guilty again, and he decides, well, i got to break out and stop all this shit, because I started it. And uh, so he breaks out, with Jason Todd's help, actually, which was kind of nice. And, um, yeah, there's a giant surprise at the end of issue one uh, that I won't spoil. But, uh, yeah, the issue, the whole story is basically going to be Bruce going up against Terry and trying to fix his, like, how batman has been bastardized in this futuristic city what i really thought was cool about it was like what if bruce enters this city having no idea what anything is anymore you've got like crazy neon skyscrapers now and um you know it looks more like blade runner now and like he's totally lost and he's all these cops these robot batman cops all have tech that's way better than batman ever had at all um there's cameras everywhere so it's only a matter of time before he's spotted so he decides in order to do this, I'm going to rely on my, my detective skills. I'm going to go old school, and I'm going to get off the grid. So no metal, no nothing electric on me that can be traced. I'm going to wear a hood so no one can see my face. And he basically goes low-tech to become a ghost. Um, and, yeah, we're going to have to see if it works because he's got a lot to, to go up against. And, uh, of course, as time goes on, he starts to bump into members of the Bat family, and we see what's happened then in 10 years, whether or not they're thrilled that he sort of abandon them, where Harley is. Uh, Of course, you know, they all offer to help him, and because he's an asshole, he's always like, nah, I got this. And, uh, you know, eventually he realizes he needs their help, and hopefully by the end they'll all get back together and kick a bunch of ass.
2: It's funny, the way you described Bruce going ghost, using that term made it sound so cool. As you were describing it, I was thinking, fuck, I gotta read this. Wait a minute, I did read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, um, the moment where he's... So, you know, in theory, you think you should put on the bat cowl because it will, like, protect your face. And he's like, no, I don't want to be babbling anymore. I don't want to wear a cowl or have a cape. It's like, but I know. Can't you break the ears off or something? So I I tried to design it where he was wearing the cowl without the ears. But he just looked like Midnighter. And um, I did a sketch where he was – his face was kind of exposed on the front and top. You can see his, like, gray hair and his spiky beard. And I'm like, man, that looks so cool. (laughs) So I'm going to go with this look. And I'll give him a hood or something. But – uh hopefully the reader will go along with that. You know, it's like the first Batman suit where his face is where you can see his face. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It'll be, I'm, I'm curious to see what the reactions will be. Well, it's what,
2: a, I know that was one of your concerns early uh, the first time we were talking about it, but then when you posted the first shot uh, on, on your Instagram showing uh, Bruce in his, in his new duds, I think yeah. the, uh, the response was overwhelmingly positive.
0: I hope so. I mean, I think maybe the, People
2: who don't like it just aren't telling me. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> how often is that the case, though? Like, when are the unhappy people ever quiet? That's true. Everyone's
0: <laughs> always polite on Twitter. I get her uh, online.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> well, I Have thought, you, you know, If I make his trench coat kind of like a cape, and he has k- kind of some, of some of the mask is on his face, and there's even, like, slightly pointy ears right up to the top. It's real close. And he has a symbol, even though he painted it black... The symbol still shines a little differently. So it's still kind of Batman. You know, even though mm-hmm. he's thinks that he's not Batman, he's obviously still fucking Batman. And that's <laughs> sort of the point that people start to make to him as the series goes on. It's like, who are you kidding, dude? You're obviously Batman. We can see the symbol, you know?
3: Yeah. It's uh have you have you had anybody well actually breaking off that, I know you put that on Instagram and you had what'd you put trench coat Batman and then I didn't I didn't see or hear I guess you mentioned that there was, like, people didn't like it, and then there was a new name for him. Gramps, what was that new name for the Batman? Do you remember? For that, that trench coat look? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Gramps, you fucking dubbed it. <laughs> I did? Yeah.
0: yeah, you came up with it, man. It was brilliant.
1: Oh, that's right. What was the, the name?
0: Obi-Wan Batman, or... Ob- Go ahead.
1: Ob- Obi-Wayne. Obi-Wayne. Uh, Obi-Wayne. Obi-Wayne. You know, <laughs> and when you reposted that, I... Literally, almost dropped my phone. I like, <laughs> <laughs> he, "He liked it. He liked it." That's <laughs> That's man. Uh, you funny, and man. Uh,
0: three people the same day landed on the same joke, and I felt like an idiot for not seeing it myself. So I think you were the you were the first, and I'm like, wow. "I got to post this." Yeah, So thank you for that.
3: Amazing. Uh,
0: I'll send. So, you but but
3: Sean, check yeah, checking the mail. <laughs> yeah. Have have you has anyone like sent you like a DM or has anyone ever like said Do you fucking ruined this character or that character? Have you heard anything
0: like that? No, um, you're you're good about filtering
3: know. that out though. That's why you're yeah. so. That's why you're. Like, <laughs> that's why you're so happy. That's why you're such a a happy guy and like content with your life. Is that you don't listen to the bullshit.
0: So I will admit that I do uh, I, I do stupid things and I will go on Twitter just to search my name and be like, all right, what are these idiots saying about me? Because I am curious. <laughs> and it's like scanning 4chan or something at this point. Oh my God. Um, but even though I, I'm lurking, um, it's mostly like 95% positive. And the people that don't like it they just don't like the idea that Bruce went to jail. They don't like the idea that Joker is cured. It's not like they thought the book was a bad read or the dialogue was bad. They just disagreed with the decisions I made, which is fine. So it's like, all right, it's not your Batman. You know, they didn't say that the book was uh, uh, made no sense. They didn't say the dialogue was shit. They didn't say it was inconsistent. They just said I disagree with the premise. You know, and I'm like, well, then don't read it because you're not going to like the rest of this. You know. <laughs> I
3: disagree with your hypothesis. Yeah, honestly,
0: <laughs> if you don't like a Batman that's sort of villainized and Joker's beating him with the legal system, then this is not the book for you. It's okay.
1: And, What's and it's with, the with the damaged shipping? Title,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, that's that they're they're
3: grasping for straws. They're complaining about the the damaged shipping. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, what about this this book, it's a little dog ear thing on page three?
3: Hey, man, think about that. If like the worst thing that's being said about your work online are people complaining about the physical copy of the books. That's the worst they're saying. That means the actual work itself is good. They just have yeah. to find
0: something else, right? That's a good point, man. Maybe I should look at that way. Because they're gonna, if they don't come after you at all, then that's weird. If you get successful, you should be prepared for this shit to happen. If all they have on you is a dinged up <laughs> copy, like 1% of the books or whatever, and you quickly reimburse them, by the way, and then they're happy, but they don't remove their video. Uh, mm-hmm. You're right. I guess it's not a bad place to be.
2: Yeah, they yeah. they say uh, if you're not having problems, you're not doing business.
0: That's fair. That's good. Yeah. I mean, Legends I don't do. That's... I don't go to shows a lot. There isn't enough time for me to like grope women and act like an asshole or groom people. <laughs> oh, there's right always time, on. Sean. <laughs> okay, good. Time. that's a good point. I should really work on that.
1: <laughs> you're right, everybody. <laughs> I just got I just got the uh, the issues today and was able to take a look at it. And Legend said something the other day that. Um, kind of intrigued me. I was like, okay, now I'm really salivating to read this. And Legend said, how is it possible that his art just keeps getting better with each volume? And, you know, I have to agree with that. I mean, especially you know, with this story, you know, because like you said, it's sci-fi. It's a futuristic look. It's a futuristic Gotham which but with older characters, that you add more character to each yeah. personality, and you know, it Thank is you. truly. Um, I think readers are really going to love this. Thank That's you, man. A- I appreciate it. I,
0: I did the. I'm actually working like ten percent slower just so I can put more into the page. So if if the art looks ten percent better, then I'm, I'm happy. Like every now and then, there's a panel where I'm like, I'm exhausted. I can't redraw that face again. I'm just going to let it go. I thought that way on the first two books, but on this volume, I really don't want to do that. I'd like every panel to be bulletproof forever. You know? Um, And even though there's still a few that slip by, like I'm really trying to make every page, some, a page that someone would want to hang up on a wall. You know, like I I never understood artists who think like, Oh God, I'm tired. Thank God. A talking heads page. I'll just uh, do a bunch of blank backgrounds and just blah, 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 blah. I think there's still a way to draw that. That's interesting. and, do a cool background, draw a tree, draw a bird, draw a nice building. That, that page is still sellable. And I'm not saying that all of your readers want to buy a page of art, but if their brain goes, ooh, I want to own that, that means they're obviously enjoying your art. You know, There's so much art that talented artists release that you'd never want to hang on your wall. And I try to make every page, even if it's like an inherently boring page, something that someone would want to hang on a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of the goal and, you know, I, I can't always hit it. Like I can show you a few stinkers right now, but, uh, you'll, you'll see them in issue four. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that first page where we see Bruce's new look. Uh, I think the day you sent that issue, that page became the, uh, the background on my phone. Oh, mm.
3: awesome. It's a, it's a Cheers good place to go. Um, without spoilers, cause we are doing a little spoiler free right now. Uh, yep. let's go around and love bomb real quick. Teases. What would you say? Uh, going flipping through the first couple of issues, what was right now? What is the thing
4: that strikes you? An image that you remember from it? Um, I wanted to add before. Like, I feel like Sean's progression is really just. I don't know if it's me, but I feel like the inks are so much deeper, uh, and it casts more of a shadow. And there's more about composition. So I, th- I think with with your with that coloration, it's really making every page deep and dramatic to me. Um, oh, thank you. But I I really like um, that first page where – hold on, I'm just – sorry, I'm just scrolling up where where Terry's in the suit and he's kind of like – what does he say now? Uh, oh, no, I'm, it's it's the splash page. No yeah, that's my favorite. Spoiler, spoiler free. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler free. All spoiler. right, well, you asked me what page I like, so – I'm just saying okay. an image. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. So so he's uh you know, it is a from left to right, he's just yeah uh in in fully fully in the suit for the first time. So yeah. I think that Beautiful kind of sets gorgeous. It yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. I'm using a lot of a uh, calligraphy
0: nib when I ink. It's kinda of doing what Ashley Wood does is I'll use like a... calligraphy nibs. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, where's my camera? There it is. There it is. Just using this and getting really messy. And I, I found that I tried to redesign the Beyonce suit, but it looks so perfect the way it was originally designed. So I added like some vents on it, like some red lines on the chest. And it's but basically the cartoon. But I thought, well, if I render it uh, in scratchy ways, that's something that animation can't do. That's something a movie really can't do. That's something specific to art. So rather than mess with the costume, I just sort of messed with how I rendered it. So a lot of that, someone said deeper inks. Maybe that's what you're responding to, is I've actually pulled yeah. out the nib a lot. If I have, like, a close-up of Bruce's jacket, I'll scratch it in and just see what happens, you know. And sometimes there's happy accidents. Sometimes it just looks terrible. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's I'm kind of using this more on this uh, volume than I have on the
4: other two.
3: Something yeah, I like, noticed – oh, go ahead. Just Jesus, from sorry.
4: A... oh, sorry. Sorry about that. No, no. Um, just, like, from a view, I feel like the deep shadows are really – he's blending in with the background and it's kind of creating this really dark cinematic mood that I didn't really see in the other issues. It, it seems yeah. a lot more experimental to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I, I think I'm also working on yeah, I love
4: it. It's like really, it, it's yeah. all, it, every, every page has this like vibrant mood that you just want to stop and look at every detail. And, and it's more of a collage too at sometimes. So right. it's like, It makes you slow down visually. Thanks.
0: Yeah. uh, One thing I've, I've tried to work on this one too, is blocking better with blacks. So I have a page of Terry in the rain um, in a cemetery and it's basically a talking heads page, but um, you can kind of see where's my finger. Uh, All right. It's over here. Fuck. Sorry. It's not going well. All right. So Terry's there, his mom's there. You get the staircase up. Thank you. Uh, and I just blacked out, but I wanted to like focus the detail right here. And I'm trying to think of using blocking blacks to really highlight the, the focus of the panel. So you have the steps, you got a tree, you got the tombstones here, the city, and you got you know dead branches. And I'm like, well, I want to focus here, so I'm just going to black this out. Which, you know, yeah. some would say it's lazy. I say it's helping the frame. But I did mm-hmm. pop Terry's head out of the next panel as, you know, his mom shows up and they're talking and it's raining. And I'm just trying to think about blocking with blacks, not only because it saves time rendering, but it just makes for a stronger imagery. And it's sort of something that Toth did really well. So I, I'm trying to be more Toth-like, which is hard because I'm really scratchy and I had a ton of detail. I and mean, if Toth saw my stuff, he would be like, kid, you're overdoing it. What do you, What the <laughs> hell's the matter with you? You know, like less is more, less is more. And I try to do that in my head, but when I end up rendering, it just feels like I, I overdo it. But by blocking and having those frames around it, it doesn't feel overdone, if that makes sense.
4: And and also you're having these like you said, you're having these characters gently pop out of the panel, which is kind of creating this collage, very this very like orderly collage effect yeah. with the dark ink. So it's it's to me it looks this looks fresh to me. Like oh, thanks, it's a man. brand new spin and then also with your with your colorist he's just really complimenting those dark inks and it every page is is a, is a color mood to me
0: oh thank you yeah I switched colorist from Matt Hollingsworth to Dave Stewart this time Dave and I go back to Hellblazer and Joe the Barbarian and uh, American vampire so uh, it's good to have Dave back again uh, I really like both of their stuff honestly and I, I felt bad for asking Dave to color like Matt just to match the textures and stuff but he's got his own feel he's really good with city um lights like really good with like an orange yellow and purple palette is kind of his his thing so yeah i'm really enjoying the changes here but i appreciate the the compliment and that's something that i can like hearing that makes me want to focus on it more so i i I do hope that i can do more of that in the future
3: yeah teases yeah uh, uh, i was gonna say teases is a design guy he uh he does this for a living, as far as like taking artwork, designing, looking at nice. compositions and stuff. So yeah. he has a little bit more of an eye than the rest of us do. Cool.
0: So oh, he get, picks up on next time we're at yeah, a bar. We, you'll have to tell me what
4: I can work on to get better then, too, because I. Now we. I, really, I mean, we we've, we we spoke about apparel before, like in cons and stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> to, to me, it's just very, like you said, you want every page to look, uh, so special, and every page looks like a print. So it's uh. Thanks, man. Yeah. It, it, it it's really guiding your eye. It's it, without the words. I feel like you almost don't need the words in in some pages. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a visual. It is so.
0: Oh, cool! Thank you.
3: You got to link up and get Sean over at NECA to do some uh some like uh, merch with Loot Crate or something like that, man, for some White Knight stuff.
4: Some some white Knight gear,
3: cool. much needed White Knight yeah. gear, or some pothole stuff.
4: That is true. Yeah. Thanks, man. Side, sidebar. Uh, let's bar. see
3: here something that um Sean something that stood out to me and then we'll go around to see what what else stood out for some of the guys I feel like the last um edition with curse because it felt like it felt like swashbuckley with the history the you know it felt very like um old and it almost felt like the story like the flashbacks were rounded you know the blades even and um the the style that you had for some of the some of the looks of the characters and, you know, some of the history of the character. And then this one, it's like Neo, it's like Neo Gotham. So it's like fucking edges and corners. And it's completely <laughs> like, it's, it's like yeah. high rises and futuristic. So it's like, God, this is a beautiful change. Yeah. So that's something that struck out to me um, big time. Cool. Is, nice. And that's what I love is you're giving us something new and fresh. You're not giving us the same thing. You know, yeah. you you mentioned genre, like kind of skipping genres. That's, I didn't, that's awesome to, to think about yeah. Because that's what keeps readers—that's what keeps readers coming back—is like it's something new. We don't get this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I, I hope that th- the th- even though they skip genres, I think the consistency is—it's um, a world that it talks about politics. It talks about uh, how a city would actually react to, to Batman. It brings in some real, real world shit that would actually go down if Batman was a real thing but it also is still a fun comic like it's not trying to to break him apart where he's you know uh, not entertaining anymore I I think the realism is probably the the consistent through line even though the genre changes from like political to swashbuckling to Blade Runner hopefully people still know like oh I can still see Sean in here you know but yeah it's a good point about the pointy buildings and jagged shadows and stuff you really don't get a lot of that when you're doing like Victorian you know, swashbuckle or whatever, you know,
3: it's cool though. It's nice. Um, And then we'll talk about more in the spoiler episode, but um, you, you, you punctuate your, your art with some of the things that the characters say, specifically a panel where uh, I'm reading it, looking at it. I'm like, God, that was fucking epic. And then literally like the next panel is a character pointing out how fucking epic that, that was, I'm like, (laughs) God damn, that's awesome. That's fucking great.
0: That character you're talking about is kind of a stand in for the reader. Because this yeah. character is along for the ride. And I feel like the, re- he, the reader will be li- liking this character a lot because he is doing with It's almost like he's looking at the camera, you know? beautiful. Like, the ca- there, he vis- literally one point goes, please tell us is another Bat costume we've never seen before. <laughs> and when he says we, he's talking about Gotham. But, you know, he sort of means the reader, too.
3: <laughs> right. Gramps, what is uh, an image or something that you saw flipping through the first couple of issues that smacked you in the face <laughs> that is still something you're thinking about right now?
1: Well, um, you know, obviously, my eye goes towards um, my... The penis. Well, (laughs) no. No, I mean... That's why I keep my my camera turned off. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the Obi-Wan image, when he's... Hell yeah. You know, I don't... We, we're, we'll go into the spoilers, but you know, people are going to like Obi-Wan. And... I like that you're embracing that now. The guy who invented it and then forgot. <laughs> <laughs> man, we well, call no, him Gramps? He's, hey, he's, here. That's his name. Dude, I fucking forget everything. So. took a we nap know, and he was need, gone. We need to yeah.
0: make him an Obi-Wan Bat Force t-shirt that he can wear.
1: Oh, yeah. shit. No, oh, pe- people are going to love Obi-Wan. And, I mean... Here's the, here's the thing, Sean. Maybe it's because I'm a Gemini. Maybe it's because I'm just a natural pessimist. But I love a tragic hero. And yeah. that's what I'm getting here. And, you know, you see the age. You see the, the weight of the guilt. You see everything that's on Bruce's shoulders. And he sometimes feels like he has to carry the way of the world on his shoulders. But then he also feels like he has to make things right. And... You know, like you said, you've made every page a seller, but there are there's this one page in image uh, issue three. I think it's page 14 where we get the motion of Obi-Wan coming down and then he's like, you know, oh, yeah, back as he's back in it. I was like, oh, my God. Like the multiple image yes. page where he's swinging. Yeah. That's not a really spoiler. There's
0: one where he's swinging over the city and you can see like the ghost image of him. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. usually do a whole lot of those. Cause I, I don't know if I'm good at it. Cause I remember Spider-Man, he used to do a lot in Spider-Man and as a kid, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. So I tried to do it with mixed results, but uh, I'm glad that Gramps likes it. But thank there you. I, I do. I, I like that page well, he's, too. He's here and, to tell you, please do
3: some more.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and also there's a page, a couple of pages for it, just for the people that, you know, Sean is a car fanatic, and when you get Sean going on Batman, he's going to include everything. And mm. there's a page here that people are really going to like. Mm. Mm.
2: Trying to think with the Pattinson Batmobile. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's that's okay to say because he's posted that uh yeah. that oh, okay. yeah. online So He spoiled it. He snitched on himself. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Because I don't have... Uh, it's
0: weird, because usually editorial is really harsh on what you can and can't say. But I guess they'll only do that if your book is connected to other books, mm. because they kind of leave me alone, and I, I like it. But I, I still try to be careful. See, I love I wanna...
1: that. You you flipped the script. You were so worried about them using your stuff, and you just said, fuck you, I'm using your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I might,
0: I might have drawn the first Pattinson Batmobile in an in- interior. <laughs> Uh, I know that they've hired a bunch of artists to do covers and stuff, and uh, I don't know. I might not be, but I think I might be. I'm not. I'm not sure.
3: I don't think there's any bat. There's any Patman Patty Bat, Patty Wagon's paddy out wagon. there yet. Yeah. There's no Patty Wagon's in print yet, so you might be. Okay. When does it come out again? Uh, uh, March 29th. This is out. Yeah,
0: but that's issue three, so that'll be oh, okay. March, April May. But yeah, I mean, if I've done it faster than anybody, that's that's. I think that's still a win. We'll i it. doubt that yeah i doubt that anyone's got it now faster
1: um well played murph dog time. can we call you murph dog sure. you just I did <laughs> you right, just Murf did dog. all right bro
3: <laughs> uh, robin what is i think you mentioned it a little bit but what's an image burned in your brain from the first couple issues so far
2: uh, well a- aside from the image i talked about uh, without spoiling anything no spoilers uh what I will say, one of my favorite aspects of the story so far is the world building that uh, that is happening because uh, mm. right from the first issue, we get thrown in real deep into the new story. You know, it, all the new information comes hard and fast, but we're also getting a great balance of That's what she payoff. Said yes we're also getting a great balance of payoff of things from the other stories you know uh from white knight and curse and then colleen's harley story we're seeing a lot of things that are continuing from there so it's it's a a nice balance of getting here's the new stuff and if if you've been reading all along then you also know what all this is about
0: thanks yeah i I didn't come here for you guys to kiss my ass, but I appreciate it. You
2: you specifically did say that that was why you were coming.
0: (laughs) I think we should, instead of calling him Gramps, we should call him Obi-Wayne. Oh, shit. (laughs) Because Obi-Wayne is aged. He did create it. I mean, I know it's it's too cool and you want to make fun on him and dunk on him, but maybe he should be Obi-Wayne from now on.
3: Damn, dude. You're I stroking, Gramp, you're stroking Gramps' ego hard right now. <laughs> so I gotta pay Sean, back. Gort- Sean Murphy has just redubbed Gramps. That's crazy. I don't think anyone else in the Bad Force has had that honor yet. Man,
0: the one good hand job deserves another. No problem, Gramps. Hey, there
3: you <laughs> go. <laughs> and it's
0: done.
1: Man. This is well. the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. do I'm, I'm feeling the love. You're feeling the love, man. It's a good night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> drinking over there. Uh, okay.
1: Someone asked me what I was drinking,
0: and I said scotch. And you, now that you can see, I'm drinking a oh woody white claw, like a Karen. <laughs> hell. Yeah, I know.
3: Make sure the sorority knows you need a refill.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Well, I hit my Mardi Gras beats.
3: There you go, <laughs> Dunk. What is an image from the first couple of issues that is uh, that just really got you going?
1: Um, I'm staring at it now. Uh, I think it's page nine of issue one. It's like, uh, a recap of like Jason Todd's, uh, like history. And, like, oh, since, right. Because we're getting into that in the book, as you mentioned, it's like, spoiler. you see little, you know, when they first meet, him is Robin, this is, yeah. uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. It's, it's, it's a page it's nine. It's a splash. It's not, a, it's spoiler. Cake, it's not right? a spoiler. It's a splash yeah. page. We're an hour we're into the episode. Yeah. And I guess, uh, the other thing that you, that you see a lot is, uh, it's kind of like, um, you know who everyone is by looking at their shadows.
0: Oh, and yeah. That's I lean into yeah. that hard. Like I, Every time uh, you see Batman, he's got a shadow. Uh, you know, sorry, every time you see Bruce, you see a Batman shadow. And I know that other artists have done that just as a wink-wink. But to, in this book, it's a storytelling device because you see other characters' shadows. And when Terry inherits the Bat suit, I don't think I give him Bat shadow. But I think... At the end, I might to show that he's inherited the shadow, and now Bruce's mm. shadow looks normal. Like that's something I'm kind of toying uh, with.
1: Ooh, uh, interesting. interesting. Sorry, what I love. Go ahead, Dunk. Oh no, I was like at that. I you kind of you kind of see the story, uh, yes. especially especially with different characters, you see like the past uh, by looking at the shadows and what they're currently going through now.
0: Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Good take.
3: Love the use of. Uh, you threw a little little psychology in there as well. With uh, this isn't a spoiler, but you know Harley has children in this universe, and yeah. uh, the shadows that you used speak to the relationships that Harley is seeing play out in her own children. Thought that was beautifully done. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I was proud
0: of that one. I, it's a small panel too. I think some people might miss it. Um, I can spoil this one, and people can, they can blame me for this. God but damn it, Sean, go nuts! Harley's pissed at her daughter. Uh, I already tweeted a picture of Harley uh, of Harley's daughter. And she's very Joker obsessed. She looks um, fucking
3: awesome when she when she, she appears.
0: <laughs> she's like a punk Joker, but she's twelve and she's you know mad because she has a lot of questions and everyone in Gotham knows who she is. And She feels like she's a fuck up, and her brother is good and all that. So uh, Harley gets freaked out and um, she sets she says something to pisses Harley off, and Harley slaps her. And in that panel, Harley's shadow looks like old Harley Quinn with the jester hat and her daughter shadow looks like Joker. And the implication is obviously she's seeing Joker in her. and She's worried and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't love that Harley would break and snap, slap her own daughter, but you know, Harley is a villain in the past. She's not a perfect mom. So mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious to see what people uh, think of that panel. Yeah,
3: as as a mandated reporter myself, I have to say, Sean, I did have to call CPS and report that. Um, mm-hmm. I know <laughs> it was a moment of weakness for Harley. You know, we're gonna get us we're gonna get her some therapy, and we're gonna get that taken care of. It's gonna, you know, it's an isolated incident, but we'll move on. But, but
2: she she really needs to get to to take care of any issues with her kids because Gotham has a long history that if kids end up as orphans, <laughs> Bruce Wayne is gonna snap them up, <laughs> and they will go be Robins <laughs> by the end of Mission Four. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Batman fucking up orphans (laughs) since 1943 or whatever.
2: (sighs) Sean, you saw
3: the Batman, and uh, there's a there's a meme going around, and uh, it's the funeral scene from the movie, and you see that uh, the mayor's kid is like looking over his shoulder and at the people in the audience, and you see Bruce Wayne, and he's holding up a Robin outfit, and he's like smiling at it and pointing at it, <laughs> or he's he's smi- he's pointing at the kid, like you're Robin. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful meme going around, but I haven't seen um, that one. That's great. <laughs> Legends uh, moment in the first couple of issues that uh, smacked you right in the noggin and you're still thinking about.
1: Um, The first thing I thought, I, I wrote down a couple of things here. Listen to the this The first guy. thing that I was reading and I thought, wow, that's pretty badass was these uh, lightsaber looking batons yes. that were
3: pretty <laughs> fucking badass. I was like, what? Yeah. I was yeah.
2: like, what is this? A lightsaber baton? Those are pretty cool. Um, And the second thing is his head being pasted onto that page.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I still feel bad about that. I can't shake that thought when I look at his dumb face.
1: (laughs) At (laughs) least I have a story story for it now. His
3: stupid goddamn face.
1: (laughs) uh, I made you a gangster. I get nothing for that? All right. Yeah,
3: but you know what else? Kind he's still of singing your praises. Listen to what
0: busted my balls <laughs> about that is there I was on the
3: inside corner of the page. So, oh when you my god, here go. we fucking go. It, you Jesus, Jesus
0: Christ, oh, man. All right, all right, I can take it. You know, one out of one out of nine is uh, I gonna don't go up on YouTube. Up. On there YouTube. you go, right? Yeah, Sean. Okay. He's the
3: he's the he's the one out of the out of the rest of us. So, yeah, he's complaining about the, the damaged books. So
0: it's all right. It's
3: all right. Oh. Yeah. I'll be on the Sorry. Kickstarter for Zoro day one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put exactly. you in
0: the center of the page with your big dick swinging back and forth. <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm pick up more.
2: Don't worry about that, it. That's not a sword. <laughs> He's just <laughs> meant hang on, hang on, hang on.
1: You should see some of my commissions. Look at this guy real
3: quick Hang on one second I just gotta show Look at who's Look at who's sitting here Proud and happy And just fucking beaming
1: (laughs) Uh, Look at his
3: name Look at his name
0: It's funny uh, The first book Has Obi-Wan in it And lightsabers I think it's all coming together
3: There you go Bat force Bat force Dude If you did a
0: Star
1: Wars book Oh my
3: god Use the bat force All right, gentlemen We are an hour in For a Technically That was like 90 that was like 60 minutes of a 60, 60 minutes of a, of a 65
2: minute spoiler fee review. Um, should we start getting into spoilers now? You think? Yeah, let's uh let's wrap this episode here and then we can just get free to uh to cool. talk spoilers. So, uh, yeah, that was this episode. Uh, we're going to be putting this out. Uh, this will be out a couple weeks before issue one and uh come back on March 29th after you read the first issue of Batman Beyond the White Knight and listen to the next episode where we're going to go balls deep spoilers.